happy August 4th afternoon to all my sports fans out there. You know, you're on the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark with a C, of course. And this is show number 118. Anahara. Oh, we have to respond to that. How is everyone doing today? Good. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Hey, everybody. How you doing? Nice to see everyone out there. I hope our voices are nice and uh, loud. Uh, I want you to be aware of this. You know, other than us, there's lots of people who, who are tuning in to, to Spotify. Uh, I made a big announcement today in my, in my summer place, and uh, some of those staff members and some of the parents of the kids, they're well aware of our show. And... They're not on Zoom, but us. they will be listening oh, okay. once we are on those other platforms. So let's have a great show today. I'm doing fine. Fine and dandy on the, as they say, it's one of the hottest days of the year today here in New York. Wow, it's pretty hot. Don't you see me schwitzing? I schwitzing, schwitzing. Why don't you tell the people what schwitzing means? Because there are people on Spotify who don't know what the heck you're talking no about. No kidding. <laughs> Excess perspiration. Let's keep it clean. Before we go on to the sports portion, well, this is sports too. I got a call from someone just yesterday uh, who's working on, I might have told you this uh, a month ago, working on Terry Collins, the former Mets manager, um, to possibly come on our show in the either near or distant future. I think he'd make a fantastic guest if he comes on for a half hour, 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That would, that would knock the, uh, knock the what off? What's socks. socks. Knock your socks knock, off. Knock your socks off. Right <laughs> All right. That'd be cool. We'll work, he's working on them, and maybe Terry Collins will give us a shout out. You, Mark, yes, I have listened to some of the uh, baseball games on radio, and he has been on he's done commentary yeah he's still working for the mets he's sometimes on sny yeah so he is is where he's throwing a check with him in in some capacity Mm. all right i think we'll start with milton all right i think we'll start with milton's name that tune you sponsored this week by water picks okay oh that's good that's good cleans everything out the year was we know the year was 1962 Mm. The Green Bay Packers beat the Giants at Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium and then beat Kansas City for the Super Bowl. The Cuban Missile mm-hmm. Crisis. No, no, no. No, no there was no Bowl. Super Bowl in 62. They won. The Packers beat the yeah. uh, championship game. Yeah, yeah. Right. exactly. The Chiefs. What's the championship Bowl? game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, Milton. See how they attack you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's ta- right. Taco Bell was the fir- first came out. The polio, oral polio vaccine, Marilyn Monroe was found dead. And this yeah. song from 1962. See if you could name the song. <laughs> Let's see. I can do it in three notes. I can do it. <laughs> What's your name? What What's your that? name? What's your name? That's right. Who sang it? <laughs> Who sang that song, guys? I don't know. I want you to listen to it. Great song. It gets better. Listen. I stood. Mm. 
They had another hit in 1959 under another name called the Genies. Who's that knocking? I got the answer. Yeah, this becomes good. Listen, it becomes good now. Oh, what's the last line of the song? All right, I'm cutting it out. What's the last Tom, line of the Don song? Don and one. Don and one. Don and one. I knew it was a. Yep. a oh, yeah, yeah. Like the last a, word. He had a hit song in 1959 under a group called the Genies. Oh, I know. And he formed in 62. And I will try to have one song on for you every week, but next week I will be at the ophthalmologist, so you'll have to have somebody else play it. I will sing. By the way, Barbara told me I have at least 10,000 records. I I said I thought I'm exaggerating. She said, no, they're all upstairs. But the last last word of that song is a good trivia question. What is it? That's something like that. And you think what's my name? Right. All right, let's move on. Thank you, Milton. And thank you, the Water Pit Company, for sponsoring that uh, Don and Juan song from 1962. Okay, let's move on to Gerald's Numbers Report, sponsored by Jelly Rings this week. <laughs> Show Jesus, number 118. And, and Gerald, one more time for the people out there who are not on the Zoom, may be interested in what we're talking about. Just explain what you're doing and then go with your year. Go. Okay. In 1846, it is recognized that the first baseball game was ever played. And what I do is I add 1846 to the number of marks program. In this case, it's 118, 118. So 1846 plus 118 is 1964. Exactly. So I'm, focus- so I'm focusing on the 1964 MLB season today. So, so why did we do 1962 before? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here are the key awards and statistics by league. MVP, Kenny Boyer and Brooks Robinson. Uh, Cy Young Award, the great, I'm going to call him the great Dean Chance, was Chance. 20 and 9. With the 1.65 ERA lifetime, he had an ERA of 2.92. It was a shame that his career only lasted for 10 years. Uh, key statistical leaders by league batting average Roberto Clemente, 339, Tony Oliva, 323, home runs, Willie Mays, 47, Harmon Killebrew, 49. RBIs, Kenny Boyer, 119. Brooks Robinson, 118. Slugging average, Willie Mays, 607. Boog Powell, 606. Stolen bases, Maury Wills, 53. Luis Aparicio, 57. Complete games, Warren Marischal, 22. Dean Chance, 19. ERA, Sandy Koufax, 174. Dean Chance, as previously mentioned, 165 strikeouts. Bob Veal, 250. Al Downing, 217. Winning percentage, Sandy Koufax, 792. Wally Bunker, 792. Wins, Larry Jackson, 24. 
Dean Chance and Gary Peters each had 20. The Cardinals defeated the Yankees 4-3 in the World Series. Right. The, MV, the MVP was Bob Gibson, who was 2-1 with the 3.0 ERA, and Bob pitched in the seventh game of the World Series on two days of rest. Mickey Mantle, the great Mickey Mantle, set a record for a 10th time. He hit a home run in one game from both sides of the plate. On April 6th, Shea Stadium was officially dedicated as the New York Mets Park. On April 23rd, Ken Johnson of the Houston Colt 45s pitched a nine-inning no-hitter and lost one to nothing. Willie Mays became the first African-American to be named team captain. Major League Baseball finally approved a free agent draft and restored the power of the commissioner to decide whether actions taken by a team were in the best interest of the game. And finally, on June 21st, 1964, Jim Bunning on Father's Day pitched the first perfect game in 40 years during the regular season. And that's my report on the year 1964. Right. That was a great year, 1964. You mentioned that Shea Stadium opened up, right? Yes. You mentioned that. And the New York before I get to Michael, a couple of things about 64. The All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Right. We've been talking about that All-Star game was in, was in Shea Stadium in 64. Right. Yep. And also, very interesting, uh, 64 is 14 years old. So in 64, the uh, when, when Ken Boyer... And Brooks Robinson were co-MVPs. Rawlings distributed uh, gloves with a Ken Boyer, the same glove, but a Ken Boyer signature and a Brooks Robinson signature. Two separate gloves. And I got the Brooks Robinson one. And a buddy of mine got the the, uh, Kenny Boyer one. And the exact same gloves. But that was was cool because they were the uh, co-third basemen and uh, co-MVPs. Uh, Michael, I just want to add to uh, Jerry's report, probably the most famous incident that took place throughout the entire 1964 baseball season that he neglected to mention, and that's the Phil Lynn's harmonica story. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah, remember uh, that one, yeah. As I, as I recall, uh, Phil Lynn's was playing the harmonica on the bus, yeah. and yep. uh, uh, Yogi Berra said, uh, uh, made a comment, and 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 uh, Phil and said, "What did he say?" Mickey Mantle said, "Play it louder, Phil." Is right. that the one, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, All right, yeah, we James. got Stephen wants to say something. Yeah, Stephen, uh, talk loud. I'm not sure. Was that uh, in that year? The Mets had a doubleheader with the Giants, uh, and I think they were the second game to win 23 innings. Um, you're right. Yeah. 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 Right. That's right. right. Yep. Yes. That was a memorable game to go that yeah, distance. Yeah. 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 And who won that game? I forgot who won the game. Giants. <laughs> Giants won the game. Giants won. Well, the Mets were stinky then. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. You know, last week I think we forgot to mention this. Of 1963, the MVP in 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 baseball Elston was Howard. Koufax and Elston Howard. Yeah. And what do they have in common? 32. 32. 32. 32. And who was the MVP right. in oh, yeah. the NFL? Jim Brown. Jim Brown. What do they have in common with that? 32. 32. 32. 32. I didn't mention that last week, but I thought about it after the show. I said, yeah, we didn't mention it. All right, cool. 
So Man. we have to wear 32 from now on. Yeah. 32 to you too. <laughs> right, I got a couple of beef beefs this week that I found. And uh, I found this guy named, he's on the, uh, he plays for the Long Island Ducks. So I doubt if anyone ever heard of him. I don't think he was ever uh, on the major league roster. Uh, Debinson, Debinson, D-E-I-B-I-N-S-O-N, Debinson or Dibinson. D-B. Oh yeah, D-B. Romero is his last name. Oh. That's his first name. Imagine oh, that wow. in school, raise his hand. <laughs> Teacher says, oh, Debinson. <laughs> We're not making fun of you, Mr. Debenson Romero. We just think it's an unusual name. Uh, and then we saw Zach Pop, P O P. Interesting. When I wrote this, he was a royal, but he was involved in the uh, the, the trading deadline, and now he's on the Blue Jays. Wow. Zach Pop, P O P. No, he's not the Blue Jays. Yeah, but I think he was on the Marlins, not the Royals. We could double check on that one. And then the other name I have is a Penn Murphy, but M-U-R-F-E-E. Murphy. Strange way of spelling Murphy. Mm-hmm. And he was a, he's a Mariner pitcher. Okay. Mm. All right, let's go to what's happened on this day in sports. And today is August 4th. Some of these things you'll remember. Some of these things you will not remember. Some of these things you'll say, Wow, that was really cool on that day. Like, for instance, in 1934, Mel Ott, Giants, becomes the first major leaguer to score six runs in one game. Imagine scoring six runs. So what's the final score of the game? Well, the Giants beat the Phils 21 to four. (laughs) Six times in one game. 1936, Jesse Owens on this day wins his second gold medal at the Berlin Olympics. And that event was the long jump at that time. 1941, I'll mention his name and you'll remember one particular incident from this guy, but this is not the incident. Dodgers catcher, Mickey Owens. Oh yeah. The first catcher to take three foul pop-ups in one inning. Wow. Imagine that, catching three three foul balls in one inning. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting, right? Uh, in 50, and we all know, we all know Mickey Owens that not catching that strike three that when it gets by him, except in the World Series. What year was that? That was also, I think, 1941. 41. Yes. Same year. Same year. Yes. 1953, Yankee pitcher Vic Rashi. <coughs> As a pitcher, he drives in seven runs. Yeah, As a pitcher. He wouldn't be able to do that anymore because the designated hitter. Yankees won 15 nothing over the Tigers in that game. Mark, this is still the Springfield rifle, though. That was he. Now, here's something in 1963 that I was at this game. Maybe you were there too. As Yankee Stadium, Mickey Mantle batting for the first time in two months after breaking his left foot. He pinch hit and he hit a home run. Remember that like yesterday. I remember that like yet. I was there. I was there. Oh, I was there. They were like roaring when he got. He walked to the plate, and the <laughs> Yankees, the Yankees won the that game eleven. They split the doubleheader that day. Uh, here's one in '79. Anybody was anybody at that game besides me? Because I didn't see you there. Uh, I was watching on TV. <laughs> Ron might have been ushering that game in those days. I don't know. <laughs> 1979 
Braves knuckleball pitcher Hall of Famer Phil Negro had four wild pitches in one inning. He had six in the entire game. <coughs> the Braves lost that game, of course. 1980, seven-time All-Star Maury Wills becomes the third black manager in the Major League history. I'll, I ask you right now, what team did he manage to become the third black manager? He managed Montreal. Montreal. Oh, was it Montreal? Pirates. Yeah, he replaced Daryl Johnson. Who is he? Might, he might have. Well, if if right. someone's an interim manager, that means he's officially yeah. a manager, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Who was the second black manager? No, we know Robinson is the first. Who was the second black manager? I was someone got to, uh, Gerald, you got to go on this and find it. <laughs> All right, 1982. We remember this one too. Joe Youngblood makes major league history by getting a oh, base yeah. hit in one game for one team, the Mets. Then he's yeah. traded after that. After the game was over, and the same day against the uh, for the for the Expos, he also gets a hit. So he gets it. He gets two hits in one game for two different teams. Yeah. Mark, yeah. you know what's interesting about that? That's a good question. What what two pitches gave up the hits? Both Hall of Famers, right? Carlton and uh, the other the other Hall of Famer. What was his name? I read the right. article. That I was forgot. the question. You saw, well, the audio, you saw the same article I did, Michael, right? They had it in today's <laughs> paper. Article today, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson Jenkins. Oh, right. No young blood makes history. 1985. Tom Siebel wins his 300th game at the age of 40, pitching for the. White Sox. White Sox. White Sox. Yeah. On Phil Rizzuto Day. I'm Brandon was mightily pissed. <laughs> yeah. And on that same day, Rod Carew, someplace else, got, got his 3,000 hit. Uh, on this day, August 4th in 2007, A-Rod hits his 500th home run and becomes the youngest to do so. And then three years later, in 2010, a-Rod hits his 600th home run, and mm. he also is the youngest to do it at that time, too. Okay, yeah. that's my This Day in Sports for you people. And now we're going to move on to Michael. Mark, Roger has something to say. Oh, Roger, what you got, buddy? This is a funny little vignette. Uh, it's funny. My wife happened to be at the game where A-Rod hit his 600th home run. She, I think it was a day game, and she actually had the person – sitting behind her telling me, yeah, she was paying attention. <laughs> oh. So they put it right up in the board, right? Yeah. All right, Michael, we're up to your weekly um, your weekly views. Are you still in Boulder? I'm still in Boulder. All right. And, uh, you let us know I, when I, you're I, not in Boulder because the title here is Michael's Views from Boulder, Colorado. If you're in right. Bayside, I don't want to say you're in Boulder. By the way, you're sponsored by, by Pocket Knives. Yeah. Okay. Before you go on, before you go, Michael, did yeah. you guys ever play as a kid? You sure. Did you, did you guys ever play as a kid, Mumbly Peg? Yeah, with the knives in yeah. the ground. With the knife? Wasn't yeah, that a cool game? You had to take the knife and you place it different places on your hand doing different things. And mm. you got to go around. If you're successful, you win the game. Look it up. Mumbly Mumble, mumble have your mumbly peg is the same as mumble, mumble peg or mumble peg or mumble, mumble the peg. You look it up, it's a cool game. Peg. Okay, mumble, yeah. sorry with that uh, ramp, but you, Michael. All right, here we on. go. 
So the winning run is at second base with two outs. Three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag, it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. And then there are just three minutes of silence. <sighs> and uh, I'm honored to be asked by Mark to eulogize the greatest announcer who ever at least announced baseball and maybe all of sports, and that's Vin Scully. And I looked up a few things. He moderated, he uh, hosted a, a quiz show called It Takes Two. In and uh, he announced Jimmy Colfax's no hitters, Don Lawson's perfect game with Mel Allen. And uh, I just read a couple of uh, notes about it. Born in November, 20, uh, November 29, and he was seven years old. His father dies of pneumonia, and his mother moves to Brooklyn with the family. And he had this old radio, and he would listen, and he started to uh, get more and more involved with the uh, uh, interest in baseball. And he spent the summer playing football in the streets and collecting soda bottles, and he returned them for a refund so he could buy a 55-cent ticket to go to Polo Grounds. Yes, he was a giant fan, a hated rival of the Dodgers. And he still became a Dodger announcer. He attended Fordham University and played two seasons in center field for the Fordham baseball team. And his education was interrupted by a tour of duty in the Navy, which ran through 1945. And he had a stint at a school newspaper and had an office work in the, for the New York Times. And that led him to Washington, D.C. radio station and after, after graduation. And by 1950, Red Barber heard him and offered him a job. And he was the third man in the Dodger broadcast booth behind Red Barber and Connie Desmond. I remember both announcers like the day, like yesterday. And he was a 23-year-old newcomer, and he was able to study under those two great announcers. And Red Barber instilled in him that you always go down the middle, always go down the middle, never go one way or the other too much. And if you ever listened to him, and I'm sure all of you have, he never got too excited over any really spectacular Dodger moment. He was sort of like, elongate his vowels when something spectacular happened. And that was basically how you knew something really incredible happened. And what happened actually in 1955, uh, that was when the Dodgers won the World Series, for me, unfortunately. But anyway, he announced the Brooklyn Dodgers are the champions of the world. And then he got silent. And he might have been the one who first started doing that. And he says that his emotions just got the best of him. But he got silent after making that big announcement. And that was probably the origin of whenever there's a great moment in sports, the announcer announces it and then gets quiet so you can hear the audience go crazy. And I only wish that Vince Scully hooked up with John Sterling and maybe shot up something <laughs> when there's a great moment. But uh, he's my favorite announcer. And I thank Mark for giving me the opportunity to say something about him. And... Uh, that's the story. Uh, Vince Scully, dead at, uh, what it was, the 90s core, I believe, the greatest announcer in the history of baseball, and I sure enjoyed him also. I really wish that he got years. Right. And, and, and you want to know something? I don't blame him because uh, our family lives in, uh, our daughter lives in Los Angeles, and it's really a nice place to go to and, and live in, and uh, continue a career, and I don't blame 
Vin Scully for leaving. And uh, I, I know some of you, uh, especially you Mets fans and Dodger fans, would have been unhappy to hear him with the Yankees all these years. I'd have but, uh, anyway, uh, Vin Scully, uh, the most wonderful announcer I have ever heard. And even though Absolutely. I'm a Dodger fan and a Dodger, Dodger hater, I'll admit that Vin Scully was the best. And that's my report. Thank you on that one. You know, I have to, he called Lawson's perfect game, Koufax's perfect game in 65, Hank Aaron's record-setting 715th home the, run, yeah, and of course the Kirk Gibson dramatic home run in the World Series in 88. Fred, you want to add? Yeah, you guys probably have heard Hank Aaron's call. Just in the spur of the moment to actually say and think of it, to say, and here is a black man being cheered in the, in the deep south for breaking the record. That, that, that is a great call. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Agree. You can go on and on, guys. On and yeah. on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. Great man. Great man. You know. But also a great guy. football now. Also a great football announcer. Just yeah. think football he was born. And golf. Fred, and golf. Fred, he was born the year that we were born. And he oh, just really? died. No, he he started. He started announcing, right? Right, nineteen fifty. I thought I thought about that. Right, right. Yeah, I thought about that more. Truly amazing. All right, Gerald, you want to add to it? Uh, Mike, just to let you know, there is a bobblehead doll of Susan Waldman and um, John Sterling that is going to be given out at Yankee Stadium. I don't know if you're aware of that. Are you going? Are you going to that game? I'll be in Boulder. (laughs) What is it? All right, let's move on. We're going to go on to uh, you, Larry. Stories by Larry from Fairfax, Virginia, sponsored by Butter. <laughs> Not and, uh, a very interesting story, uh, Larry, so take it away. My story this week is entitled The Golf War Between the PGA and the LIV. Oh, good one. Go ahead. What is this war all about? <clears throat> The Professional Golfers Association signaled months ago that it would take action against any of its players who joined LIV Golf in conflict with the PGA schedule. Now the PGA has denied releases for its golfers to participate in the LIV tournaments and suspended those who have jumped ship. As a result, the Department of Justice is starting an antitrust investigation of the PGA for anti-competitive behavior. Hmm. And a dozen PGA golfers have filed lawsuits against their PGA suspension. The LIV is bankrolled by Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund. Human rights activists accuse the Saudis of using sports to launder its poor humanitarian reputation. In 2022, the LIV scheduled seven regular season tournaments with an eighth for the championship round. These tournaments are hosted at golf courses in Hertfordshire, England, Portland, Oregon, Bedminster, New Jersey, those already occurred, to come Boston, Massachusetts, Chicago, Illinois, Bangkok, Thailand, Jedi, Saudi Arabia, and Miami, Florida. 
and the LIV plans to hold 14 tour events next year. What is the allure of the LIV tour? Money. It might appeal to some fans that LIV events are shorter than PGA events. LIV stands for the Roman numeral 454, the number of holes in each tournament, while a PGA event has 72 holes. Of course, this means that an LIV event goes on for three days rather than the PGA's four days. In fact, Atul Kasla, president and CEO of LIV, thinks that this format would attract a younger audience. Hey. Also, it might appeal to some fans that marquee broadcasters David Faraday and Arlo White will do the LIV events. These LI golf events are the richest tournaments in, in golf history. Each regular season event has a purse totaling $25 million. This compares to the PGA's $15 million event purse. The, and the LIV has given signing bonuses to several golf, golf uh, star golfers. For example, Phil Mickelson got signed $200 million and Dustin Johnson got $125 million to join the LIV tour. LIV is attracting such big names because the other 40 or so players who signed up with it are not exactly a who's who of golf. LIV Golf has not secured a broadcast rights agreement in the United States, but it has 27 deals in place around the world. The PGA already has long-term deals with NBC, CBS, and ESPN streaming services. In the meantime, LIV tournaments in the United yeah, States were shown ones. only on lesser watching streaming services such as YouTube, Facebook, or Dazzin. Which high-profile athletes resisted joining the LIV? Many of the biggest names in golf stayed away from LIV, calling it an unseemly money grab. For example, according to Forbes, Tiger Woods said no to LIV despite an offer of nearly $1 billion. And Roy McElroy has publicly rejected the LIV concept. Moreover, Charles Barkley is sticking with Turner on its NBA coverage and turning away from any further overtures to join the LIV as a broadcaster. That completes my story for this week. Good. Anyone want to make a comment on, on the story? Gerald, I think it's noteworthy and remarkable that Tiger Woods turned down almost a billion dollars. And I was kind of shocked that there's going to be a tournament in Portland, Oregon, the last place I would think that they would have such a tournament because it is a pretty liberal city. They, they already I, had it there. They already had yeah. it. By the way, okay. it's, not, it's not Oregon. It's Oregon. Uh, if, you, if you come from my son lived there for six years in Brooklyn it's Oregon that's right but have they been competing the same week have there been tournaments yes. in both uh, groups the yes. same weekend 
Yes. Yeah. They, they, the PGA plays every weekend, like a tour. They go around week by week, or they skip a week in between. I don't know. The LIV goes all the way into mid-October for the. But they don't go every week. Okay. Well, no, they don't go every week. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. You know. Uh, first of all, that, that was a great report. I, I appreciate it. Uh, it kind of reminds me, uh, in some respect, of what happened in the NFL with the NFL and the AFL, and. Uh, the AFL was sort of like a money grab. They weren't really happy with, uh, with the way things were going. And in, in my mind, the only way to rectify all this that's going on with the, uh, and, and Larry's right, it is a horrible money grab, is something creative to put everything together. And eventually, and I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a merger because you're involved with uh, so much money. It's, it's unbelievable. And something has to be done. And you need somebody with a, with a creative mind and figure it all out. And put this all together because right now it's just screwy. I won't. I won't watch it just just on purpose, personally. Okay, Stephen R. Yeah, the PGA just raised their uh, money, their prize money, to try to uh, compete with the LIB. They raised it uh, significantly. Yep. Okay, uh, uh, Fred. We can't forget who's behind this this tour, and those golfers should be ashamed. The Saudi Arabians responsible for nine eleven. Right. Uh, violation violators, right. one of the biggest human rights violators in the country, the world. I wouldn't give a dime to it. And anybody who's money, supports money, money, is, money, is, money. That's what it's well, all about. Money, money, money. But yeah. You know that yeah. The, uh, what about what about morality? That doesn't count anymore. And the former president and the former president of the United States should be ashamed of himself for like having it in his golf course. Unfortunately. Yeah. Total disgrace, that tour. All right. All right. Should be banned. Gerald. Anybody has it on their tour should be when, when when you consider when you consider what's happening with oil prices, Saudi Arabia has endless financial resources. Unfortunately, and right. we shouldn't even be talking about it and give them any publicity credit. All right, total um, disgrace. But all the golfers aren't Americans. A lot of that's true. Non-American too. golfers too. That's true. Um, okay, let's move on yeah. to Milton. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. you, you kept talking about um, Sandy Koufax and all these people were 32. You left out tennis player from New Hyde Park. Number 32. <laughs> there he is. Whenever I win a tennis match, 32. 32. <laughs> Not three right. balls, two strikes, but 32. I'm telling you. All right. Hey, cool. you get that, that uh, number from? Is that is that from Nelson Howard? I have two, uh, and I have Joe Willie's number twelve also. Those are the only two numbers. All right, Joe. Right, again, I'm waiting for my Daniel Vogelback shirt in the mail. He was <laughs> he, he was number thirty-two as well. But, but he's thirty-two too. By the yes. way, J.D. Davis hit a home run off Clayton Kershaw this afternoon. That's okay. Wow. Good ball players. Good, good, yeah. good, good for him. I always liked him. Let's go, on, let's go on to that trading deadline and all the deals that went on. And you guys can comment on the Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Guess, what do you, what, what, first, let's take that one because that was the, hot, the, the biggest trade of all yeah, the other yeah. day. Juan Soto going to the Padres. The Padres are stacked, and they got yeah. they got the uh, what's the name Josh uh, Josh uh, Hader, yeah. and they got yeah, Hader too. Hader. Yeah, right from yeah. Milwaukee. He's a Josh, right? Josh Hader. Yeah. So they got so. him too, a fantastic reliever. And uh, so, what mm. do you think? They're going to continue to stink. You, you, you hope many, they stink, uh, but uh, 
free agents. Yeah, they're going they're for the Eagles. I don't the think they're going to catch the Dodgers, but they'll be in the playoffs, and then who knows what maybe, happens to the Super Series. Tatis is coming back at the end of the month. They'll have to win this the wild even card. stronger. But if the playoffs start today, they'd play all three games on the road if it's a three-game series. Okay. And uh, so uh, Eric Hosmer, who lost his job when Josh Bell came to the Padres, uh, he rejected a trade back to the Nationals. He went to the Red Sox. He went to the Red Sox. So he didn't want to go to the Nationals. You hear that, Larry? He didn't want to go to the Nationals. There's nothing there. Eric Hosmer. It's like a minor league. You know, it's a lot of these trades. It was a, a star player for prospects. Remember right, years right. ago, it was star for star or yeah. star, you know. Right, was, right, right, right. They don't do that well, anymore. They don't do that anymore. The Padres also got Brandon Drury. What did he have? Three-run homer or yeah, Grand, yeah. Slam? Grand Slam? in the first right. inning. Grand, Grand Slam. The first yeah. inning. The Mets got Tyler. The Yankees got from the Dodgers somebody by the name of Clayton. Check that out. Yeah, we're going to get there, too. The uh, When the Mets got uh, uh, Tyler Naquin from the Reds, yeah, yeah. they said bye-bye to a pretty you know, decent guy, Travis uh, Jankowski, who was a fast yeah, outfielder. Yeah. Right, you know, right. On Seattle. And, 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 and the, uh, the Mariners did pick him up, is correct. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. The Mets picked up Darren Ruff from the Giants for J.D. Davis, yeah. as we just wow. talked about. Right. I guess they're going to rotate Ruff and uh, Vogelbach yeah. as your their mm. uh, DH. Right, right. exactly. That's yeah. what they said. Lefty, right? Righty lefty. And Show Walter said Ruff can make play some give give Alonzo a break right. sometimes at first base. But, but, yeah, right. I don't think Dominic Smith is in the picture. I don't know why they yeah. use him for trade bait. He's still wow. he's still in the minors yeah. right now, or he's hurt yeah. or something. Uh, right. The Mets picked up this uh, Michael uh, Gibbons. Gibbons, yeah. yeah. What did he do he yesterday? He got bombed. He gave up five runs. Five runs. Five hits in two thirds of an inning oh. in his yeah. first appearance for his new team. But he, pitched for, he pitched for Baltimore when Buck sure, was the manager. Day, right. That's why you think he got. They yeah. got him. So yeah. I was hoping all day. On Tuesday, the Mets would pull a, a trade for Wilson Contreras. Right. Yeah. And I saw Dave Robertson also. And, and it never materialized. And yeah. the after effects, I heard that the, the, the Cubbies, and he'd be a rented player because he's a free agent at the end of the year. The Mets catching situation, I think, is terrible. Yes. Absolutely. And the Cubbies wanted to raid their, uh, their farm system. They refused to give up Ronnie Mauricio, but I, we don't know where Ronnie Mauricio stands as a Met in the future. You know, uh, Lindor, he's a shortstop. Lindor is here for uh, eight more years. You know, you know, no, uh, uh, 10 more years. Yeah, Restein, yeah. Second base. There's no place for Mauricio. Yeah. yeah. Fred. There's talk that the Mets feel that the, they didn't want to give the prospects. They feel that they got burned last year when they got Javier Baez. They gave up, uh, I forget his first name, but right. Crow Armstrong, who is right. now playing at high A for the Cubs and doing very well. Mm-hmm. The, so mm-hmm. the, yeah. I think there's some kind of, um, I don't That's know, right. fear, fearfulness on that part for, for rental. And I think they feel that exactly. they have a, a good enough team now to be in the playoffs and pr- probably maybe even to hold mm-hmm. off the Braves. 
I don't know why they didn't re-sign Javi Baez last year. I mean, after the, he became free agent. But they didn't. Um, and, uh, yeah, these rental players, you know, what are you going to do? Mets have a pretty good farm system. Brett Batty, Mark Vientos, Francisco Alvarez, the catcher. Alvarez, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's He's why they didn't okay. catch him. Maybe. Uh, maybe that's, well, Contreras is an all-star. Pretty good player, you know. Yeah. Would yeah. like to pretty see him for two months to help him. The Braves got, uh, what, Jake Oradisi? From the, Houston was very active for for yeah. Will for Will Smith from the Braves. Yeah, yeah. The Braves. Uh, the Braves got Robbie Grossman. Is he a Jewish boy? It's a pretty Jewish name, Robbie Grossman, right? Yeah, but he, from the like Tigers for a minor league. Yankees got two Jewish guys now too. Yeah, and and I'm going down a list here. The Red Sox got rid of Christian Vasquez, which I thought was a surprise, but I guess he, his time was up. He went to the Astros for prospects. The last place. Went to the Astros. <laughs> so the Astros uh, strengthened themselves. Uh, the Joey Gallo we talked about. Yeah. Someone said before before the show went on, you imagine that if he turns into the, the MVP of the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> and who did the Yankees get for him? They, they got Clayton Beater. B-E-E-T-R. That's, that's certainly right. a beep. That's a beep beep, right? Right, right. Never seen yeah. that name before. B e e t e r. And how about yeah. Frankie Montas? Too bad uh, Howie's not on today. He could tell us all about Frankie Mon- Montas, right? And Lou Trevino. Oh. They have Lou yeah. Trevino pitching to uh, Jose Trevino. Jose, Jose Trevino. Trevino. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be good? I think they're he still looked good. He looked good. Trevino. Yeah, so we'll see what happens down the line there. Um, what about that Jordan Montgomery trade? I don't know about that. Well, what do you think? Yeah. Michael, what do you think about that? Yankee fans, well, what do you think? Yeah, and uh, this is a crazy analogy. I compare Montgomery to to uh, Jacob DeGrom, all right? And here's why. I like on my team pitchers. I don't care how average they are. I like my pitchers to win games. DeGrom can't win a game to save himself, and neither was able to uh, uh, Montgomery able to win to save himself. So, uh, although Montgomery is a very, very good pitcher, I'm glad he's gone. Maybe Montez will do better. And I wish DeGrom uh, all the luck in the world because he's maybe the best pitcher in baseball, but he can't win games. He needs pitchers. Is bad. That's not his fault. No, right? it's the baddest. That's not his fault. He does fault, his Mike. job. Yeah, for oh. him, they never did. They don't hit him in that Doesn't that hurt the Yankees pitching depth, though? I mean, Italian seems to be not fading, but not in a great stretch. We don't know if Severino is going to be when he comes back. But also, I noticed that uh, Holmes is going to get replaced again with Chapman. Chapman seems to be getting his mojo back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a it's sort of like a, the Yankees are in a state of flux right now, and it's whether or not they could regain what they had the first half. Otherwise, they're going to struggle. They will win the pennant, that's for sure. Nobody's going to catch them because there are so many teams fighting for – look at the Red Sox and the Orioles and, and the Toronto and Tampa. They're not going to catch the Yankees. There are too many of them uh, behind They won't win the pennant. They'll, they'll win their division. Yeah. Win the so, I'm sorry. They'll win the division. Yeah. And it depends. And what's his name? I would like I would like to find out what the hell is wrong with Garrett Cole when he pitches that lousy. You know, I've never he, – he's their ace pitcher. And when he's pitching well, he's a strikeout machine. But when he's – he was terrible the other day. He was terrible. Not the first time I got his head to throw some stupid pitches, right? 
And I think there's more to Derek Cole than meets the eye. I think there's something bothering him on the days he pitches like that. He's had a few. He's had a few games where, where one inning he's given up a, you know, a lot of runs, and you know, especially the first inning. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I mean, like, who, who was the pitcher the Yankees had a few years ago that had to pitch an innings worth in bullpen before he came out as a starter? Yeah, I know who you mean, Danny. Who, I, I can't. I can't think who it was. Yeah. Uh, but the call is in the same situation. In the first inning, he's disastrous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and 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 you leave him in, and you leave him in. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, Boone Boone has done some some bonehead moves the last uh, couple of weeks. Absolutely disastrous. Yeah, but they're up by 12 games, so one game doesn't make a difference. A lot of great pitchers, you have to get to them early. And a lot of them, they'll give up runs in the first inning, and then they'll straighten out. That's kind of been a long history. He has been terrible. Roger once. Roger, Roger, then Milton. $24 million for nothing. Okay, Roger, then Milton. Yeah, Roger. Two things. Now, Danny, I agree with you, but, you know, if they take him out in the first inning, the bullpen is going to be fried. I mean, you know, Boone is thinking about that. But Michael's right that sometimes with the good pitchers, Gibsons, Carlton, Seavers, the only time you're going to get these guys is the first inning till they get into a rhythm, till they settle down. And, yeah, he's, for some reason, I don't know whether it's because he just or something. Maybe last year Donaldson had, had something when he said, that uh, when he accused Cole of, of using stuff on his hands. Maybe. Right. You know, because now he can't it. use it. He's, he's terrible. He's yeah. terrible. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Milton, you want to say something, Milton? You know what? He says, I can't believe he got upset because uh, Billy Crystal, it took him too long to throw the oh, ball. Yeah, opening something day. wrong with his head. But I oh, yeah, yeah. Day, Let yeah. me tell you a quick story. <laughs> I had a patient of mine that lived next door to Whitey Ford in Lake Success. And Whitey Ford, in the first inning, they always got to him. I don't know if you remember that. And I told my patient, go back. You live next door to him. Tell him, why don't he warm up before he pitches the first inning? Take extra warm-ups. And remember, after a while, Ford didn't get hit in the first inning like that. In other words, sometimes they, I don't know, throw a longer session in the bullpen. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Whitey Ford. Yeah. Back to Roger. Back to Roger again. Yeah, I married some stories, right? Sometimes these guys were like had amazing stuff in the bullpen, and they came in mm. and they just they didn't have it. They got lit up for you know for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. yeah. Cole yeah. seems to get unnerved by some crazy things every once in a while. But yeah. And yeah. The, po- the, the pointing at the catcher, you know, that uh, last year, you know, with Dashioka, yeah. uh, he was good, and this and that, and and, and yeah. this but year they're not a good match. But sometimes, you know, sometimes with Cole, it's not even the first inning. I think his last start. Was going good against Kansas City, and then he scored four or five runs in the fifth okay. inning. You know, so it's not always the. It just seems that there's one bad inning. Okay. We're trying to minimize uh, the damage. We're not totally been talking about you know, the the Jordan Montgomery trade. How about who they got? Anyone know any uh, dirt on the Harrison, Harrison data? Harrison Bain. Yeah, his his mother's Italian, his father's Jewish. That was Harrison. Went, went to school in River and went to school in Riverdale. Riverdale, yeah. His nickname is Tats. Uh, he's got of right? He can't play for God knows how long. He's a def- great defensive uh, player. Yeah. They right. needed a center fielder desperately. Yeah. yeah you remember the other guys? How many of you could remember the other guys? The Yankees got paid all that money, and he couldn't play because of the uh, plantar fasciitis. Oh, uh, come on! You should know that they Bruce? gave him a big contract. Bruce, no, Bruce Ellsbury. 
Oh, that was too bad. That they finished bad. paying him off, I guess. Yeah, they paid him yeah, off. Yeah, I think they finally did. And they got another so, Jewish guy, a guy from the yeah. Cubs, Efros. Hey, didn't Drury, didn't uh, Drury also have the same problem when he was with the Mets? He, he, he had some, the Mets a couple he of had some problems with migraine headaches. Yeah, he had all bad headaches. 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 Ah, migraine headache, fasciitis, it's the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, Drew, Drew's a good hitter. Drury's a good hitter. He played for the Mets, yeah. he played for the Yankees, yeah. but uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it shows other people and they want to pay him because he's been around uh, uh, quite a few years. How about the Angels uh, sending uh, Noah Syndergaard to the Phils? Comments no. on that one. <laughs> yeah. He says, now, now we I want to play the Mets. I got to deal with the New York media. Reunited, reunited <laughs> with Zach Wheeler. And yep. how about yep. this one? Uh, Whit Merrifield from the um, the Royals oh. going to the Blue Jays, and he's not vaccinated. <laughs> What's the deal on that one? <laughs> the, the thing is, it's like Kyrie. No, <laughs> he can't go in. He said yeah, before he was trading that, that he'll, he'll consider it if he's traded to a contender. Consider right. <laughs> But the rules in Canada, though, you have to be vac- fully vaccinated two weeks before you can play. So if right. he got vaccinated he, in here. the earliest, like, you know, well, like, well, I don't know, both shots or whatever, he, he's not going to be able to play for a while, right? You got to. Yeah. I, I don't know. His well, deal, but, he's uh, not vaccinated yet. He can he? play the away games, of course, but yeah, uh, right. he can't right. go into Canada. How about that? All right. Anybody else want to deal about the. Uh, Gerald has his hands up. Morgan. Other yeah. trades going on, Gerald? Yeah, I just want to. I just want to digress a little bit. We there was a question as to who was the second black manager oh, yeah. in baseball yeah, after right. Frank Robinson, Larry Doby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Larry Doby. Wow, oh, yeah. that about him. Thank okay. you, Gerald. Yeah. Oh, second, ma- second black manager, and second yeah. wasn't he yeah. second yeah. black into? Well, the first black into the first first in the American League. First in the American League. All right, Larry. As a player. Larry. We should mention that Colorado didn't have any trades. The only team. Right. I noticed that. They're the only one, huh? That's right. That's right. There you go. Are they content with their team, Michael? I'm going next week. How many games out of first place are they right now? And with mediocrity. And uh, if you didn't hear it, that Robinson Cano was designated yeah, for assignment third, by the yeah. Braves. Third time. What a surprise. My God. The Braves <laughs> did exactly what they did last year. They, they bolstered at the trading deadline, you know, for the stretch run. And now they're playing the Mets starting tonight in the five-game five series. And what are they, two games out or one game out? Three and a half. Three and a half. They lost yesterday. They lost. Okay. And and the the uh, Luis Severino thing, you know, he they, he said he's very yeah. very upset. There was some yeah. friction going on when they put him on the the sixty day uh, injured list. He says I'm not hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. He had a low grade uh, lat strain. Yeah. He but he says he's, he's 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 fine now, and now they, they can't come back till till like late September. Yeah, he told the reporters, I expect him to start throwing in the uh, and. And then ripping up for be ready in a few weeks. That doesn't sound interesting, you know. There's I don't miss friction. him. I never liked him. I <laughs> like him. I never, Do you I think the Yankees him. are upset because he keeps getting hurt? Well, being cautious, I guess. Who watched the old timers game? Anybody go to the game? There was no old timers. There was no game. game. Was was just, anyone game. go to the day when they introduced no. the old timers? <laughs> anyone go? Great no, question, Fred. <laughs> 
You, who I'm saw it on TV? I saw it. I saw part of it. Nobody else saw it? Fred? No. So, saw it. Yeah. I had some uh, opinions about it. <laughs> I've, been to quite a few, I've been to a quite a few old-timers days in my in my time. I have too. And, but this ago. one, they wanted to have a longer introduction of the players. So what did they do? Instead of coming out of the dugout, they had them come from dead center yeah. field uh, and they had to walk to around second base. You know how long that is for an old guy to walk? <laughs> <laughs> so the first guy was announced. I don't know who it was. And he's walking in. And now, of course, um, the announcers, uh, Sterling and uh, Kay, are waiting for him to get to his chair before they announce the, the next the guy. Step. And they said, you know what? This is going to take too long. <laughs> so they announced the second guy. All right. Gets his, gets his, uh, his applause. He maybe takes 10, 15 steps. He's walking in. And they announced the third guy. Yeah. And while they announced the third guy, you see that second guy still walking. The only one who looked good was Mickey Rivers. He looked like he's still He playing. ran in. Yeah, right. Mickey Rivers yeah, right. ran in. Make yeah. quick. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, and the, and they all nobody came in with a walker. <laughs> or they should have used the golf cart. Right. Golf cart. Uh, the, no the only one who was already there seated was uh, Mrs. Whitey Ford. Ooh, yeah, she was. Yeah. She just was seated when the whole thing started. <laughs> Injury throughout the uh, the first pitch. No, to, uh, yeah. Thurmanson's son, which yeah. I thought was cool. And, you know, the, some of the former Yankees that we all know, David Cohn, Bucky Dent, Roy White, Willie Randolph, Tino, Bernie Williams, were all there. No Jeter. No, no, uh, no, no Rivera. Rivera. No, no Reggie either. Jackson. No Posada either. I don't no know Posada. Why. Rivera said he had a conflict. He was on a sports card show in Westchester. Yeah, I can see that. But why not Jeter? He well, doesn't consider himself no, an all-timer, maybe. The, the week before, Jeter had said, remember, he wasn't in the Hall of Fame. He was dealing with some family COVID issues. Oh, maybe. maybe. But I don't oh, know if that was the reason. Now. I heard some invited guests declined. Yeah, yeah I heard that. Here, but we, the, and some of them weren't vaccinated. They didn't take anyone who wasn't vaccinated. Mm. Interesting. Right. Okay. But that was fun. By the way, what are they doing for Paul when they retire Paul O'Neill's number? I don't think he's vaccinated. He's, he's not going to be there. <laughs> well, he hasn't been to any games yet. Is yeah. he? No, I know, but I mean, they're retiring the guy's number. Don't you think he yeah. won't be there? August 21st, retiring his 21 number. Isn't that cool? 21 on 21. Milton, you want to say something? I got a question. I was watching the captain, the whole documentary. I'm yeah, sure I, some of you were. At one point, I didn't quite understand. When A Rod agreed with the Red Sox, why did that deal fall through? Did he already have a contract ready to sign? Or was it signed that he backed out of? Something about the union. Yeah, the players, the players Association felt said it was, it, the contract was below what he should be should have taken. They felt the money wasn't, wasn't enough. But why would That's they have right. a right to do that? Right, huh? I don't know if they had the right or they, but they just... Influenced them. I, I'm not sure if they actually. And some are doing a little too much deferred money or something. Right. I remember. That, yeah. Yeah. You can't leave money on the table. They don't allow it. I don't know. That's, that was interesting. Yeah, it was funny that they right. He's a red. I mean, he's a red sock. No, he's not a red sock. Right. I did not. I couldn't. Yeah. Comments, uh, Gerald. Go ahead. Tony Gwynn, a long time ago, 
was was a free agent uh, when he was on San Diego, and he got a, a call from uh, I guess it was Marvin Miller. You you can change the salary structure if you go to another team. And he said a number of times during the call, I love San Diego. I went to school in San Diego. My son went to school in San Diego. And, and Marvin Miller again said, but you can change the, 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 base, the uh, salary structure. And he hung up on him. <laughs> so, he, so he left money on the table, Tony Gwynn. Mr. San Diego, yeah, it's true. San Diego. Icon, icon. And by the way, it's thought again tonight at nine o'clock. Uh, two more episodes, yeah. nine and ten. So I don't know if you guys heard today. Exactly. The Phillies dropped D.D. Gregorius. Yeah, oh, uh, you think the Yankees may uh, pick him up? No. 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 They've been there, done that, and the Red Sox released Jackie Bradley. No. Yeah, I heard that too. I was so. Yeah. What? Interesting. So do you guys notice when you watch the games on TV, they have those uh, superimposed uh, advertisements by the mound. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know I'm talking about right. So yeah. they have one call, and they, the Yankees have this one also on the wall. Monkey knife fight. Anyone know what that is? You know what I'm talking about, right? When you see from the from the center field camera, they have the circle yeah, okay. have an advertisement. Right. So daily fantasy sport platform that that offers daily contests in all sports. Users enter simple fantasy contests on the website and win money if they predict the outcome correctly. It's a betting site, I guess, huh? Yeah, sounds like money, a monkey knife fight. So next time you watch a Yankee game, see if you see it says the monkey knife fight. Hmm. Interesting about that. Any um, I got Michael and I got Gerald. Yeah, Michael. Uh, one uh, baseball uh, note: uh, the Islanders TV voice Brendan Burke is uh, probably going to be replacing John Sterling on uh, Yankee Radio, and uh, he's a terrific hockey announcer. I can't stand the team, but he's a terrific hockey announcer, <laughs> and he's probably going to be great. And uh, in my mind, I really found the Spanish announcer Ricky Ricardo. Oh, he's great. great. And uh, I don't know why he's not going to get the job. I read articles that they think that he's too uh, uh, effervescent or something. He's too excitable. I don't know. Very, a very entertaining announcer. But uh, Brendan Burke is a nice young announcer, and uh, he'll be great. And uh, it's funny because uh, John Sterling, he, he, I, I once told you I never liked him. And the announcers that the Yankees used to have before John Sterling were uh, Greenwald and, and Jay Johnstone. And they were terrific, but uh, Steinman didn't think they were exciting enough. That's the origin of uh, Sterling and Kay. And Sterling is, is what you hear, is what you get, you know. The high, it is far. Where was it, Susan? I mean, that's the type of stuff you get. So. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's 80 some odd years old, right? Yeah, yeah he's no young. Uh, no, he's no young. <laughs> you know, I know. Yeah. Uh, Gerald, go ahead. So, Mike, a couple of things. Ricky Ricardo, as you know, is bilingual. I think he does the Yankee games and the Philadelphia Eagle games in Spanish. Oh, and right. also, I think I think next year, uh, Major League players can have, uh, if you will, baseball commercials on their uniform. Yes, yes. yes. Right. Something right. Like yep. Yes. Something oh, else. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's interesting. That's coming. That's coming. 
Uh, Toronto's Rogers Center. Anybody been to Rogers Center? Used to be the Sky Dome, I guess. You've been there? Yeah. They, they announced plans. It's been their home since uh, 1989. They have plans to renovate the stadium. $230 million. God. They're still going to keep the artificial turf. Canadian the stadiums that have artificial turf. Is that Canadian dollars? Say it again, yeah. uh, Is that Canadian dollars? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> dollars. I don't know. Uh, they're going to raise their bullpens in the left and right field, new dimensions in the outfield for those who are interested. going to take a few US years dollars. to do it. To do it. Okay. And I read today that the Cubs and the Cards are going to be playing games in London next oh. year. Okay. By the way, isn't in August they're going to have the um, yeah, or the yeah, um, World Baseball yeah. Classic? No, 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 no. The um, in Iowa, thing. In, in Iowa, what they call it a game? The, the Field Iowa. of Dreams. The game Field, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Yeah, game. yeah the Reds. Are, Reds are going to play the Cubs in in uh, in August. Sometime, yeah, sometime. yeah, it's coming up again. That'd be cool. Wow. All right, any more baseball stuff from you guys? I want to move on to Bill Russell. Iowa. Let's go to Bill Russell. And I think, um, Fred, you want to talk about Bill? Yeah. Okay. Well, Bill Russell was born in 1934 in Louisiana. His family moved west to Oakland, California, where he started in basketball at McClymouth's High School, which uh, ironically is the same high school that produced Frank Robinson and Kurt Flood. And from there, he went to University of San Francisco. He's always been a winner, both on the basketball court and off the court. Actually, in San Francisco, he won two NCAA championships, teaming up with pro players, but best known of is Casey Jones and another fellow, Mike Farmer, who played in the NBA. Won two championships there, was an Olympic champion in 56. Drafted, drafted by the Saint. He was, the Celtics actually had the number two pick and the St. Louis Hawks had the number first, number one pick to, to obtain him. The Celtics traded Cliff Hagen and easy Ed McCauley to the Hawks for Bill Russell. He actually, tra- he transformed the game of basketball with his shot blocking, but well, yeah, but not, not just shot blocking. You, you see a lot of guys block shots and the ball goes out of bounds. He was able to block the shot and start a, start fast breaks down the court, and that's really shot blocking. I mean, you, you block a shot out of out of bounds, you know, it's fine, but you but, but the team but the opposing team, team is still going to have possession yeah. of the ball. Yeah, if exactly. you block a shot and you give yourself possession, your team possession, that, that that's great. With the Celtics, they out of thirteen years, he won eleven championships, made history by, you know, with Bob Cousy and Tommy Heinsohn. Sam Jones, Casey Jones, um, Frank Frank Ramsey off the bench. Great Celtic teams. Whether you like Boston or not, you taunt Sat Sanders. You couldn't help but you couldn't help but admire the Celtics for their basketball acumen and the way they played the game. And then he became the first African American coach with the Celtics. And not only on the court though, but a great champion of civil rights and great defender of Muhammad Ali when he. Um, refused induction into the in, into the army and also was a shame in Boston though he was loved on the court but his home when, when he tried to buy a uh, a home in a white neighborhood he did buy the home but it, but he had trouble with people 
defamed him, defamed him, defamed his house. And he was just a, a great person on and off the court. And he's a, yeah. just a, a yeah. legend. Yes. Yeah. So when he had his battles, let's get, before you guys talk, when he had his yeah. battles against Chamberlain. Right. Who'd you root for, Chamberlain or Russell? Bill Russell, definitely. Bill Russell. Even though I was a Nick fan, I love the way right, the Celtics but Russell played the and game. Chamberlain, we always rooted for, at least most of us rooted for Russell. Uh, Larry. Yeah. Imagine in the 1960s, Russell and the other Celtics yeah. beat, the, beat the, the Lakers, which had Chamberlain, West, and Baylor. It was just amazing to watch that game, those games. Yeah, yeah. Okay, other comments, Michael, and then uh, Gerald. Right in uh, one of Alex English's tweets, he mentions all of the uh, greatness of Bill Russell, but he also uh, seems to convey that Russell had a cantankerous personality. He did mention that in his tweet, and in some of the articles where they did have comments, uh, there are people who did not like him at all because of his personality. He he must have had a little bit of a a nastiness twinge, uh, other than all the greatness you could say about him. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's the best center I've ever seen. But uh, and I, I always hated the Celtics, so I didn't root for him too hard. <laughs> uh, that's Bill, Bill Russell deserves all the accolades uh, he's been he's, he's getting. How would he fare today? Different game. Well, he'd be a little small for playing center. He's yeah, so very interesting, feet right? nine, you know? It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Gerald, you want to add? One, one of his talents uh, uh, was the outlet pass on fast breaks. He right. was absolutely terrific. Right. So, right. Uh, as as right. previously mentioned, starting fast breaks, he was great with the outlet pass. Red Auerbach. Red Auerbach. Right. Yeah. He was so damn great. Ridiculous. What a Pretty guy. Strange. Rest in peace. He was 88. Right. 88, 88 years old. Yeah. 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 Uh, several years ago, there was a Charlie Rose had, a, uh, had an interview on uh, Channel 13, I think it was, uh, uh, in which he had Bill Russell, Dr. J, and Jabbar at the table. Oh. It was like three generations, you could say, to some degree. Yeah. And it was an incredible interview. I wonder whether um, in a conversation that those three guys had, three of them were just total intellects. You know, it was just a, just very, very impressive. Yeah. I may rest in peace. Brought us lots of memories as we were growing up. And uh, nice to talk about him today. Yeah. One of the highlights of today, talking about Bill Russell. And, and on the other hand, moving along here, What's your opinion about this Brittany Griner getting nine years? Oh, is that? It's really terrible. Bad? I don't know yeah. why she went out there in the first yeah. place. Nine years was her sentence. So now we're going to start swapping prisoners or what? What do you think? I need some intelligent responses here. Uh, Larry. <laughs> some people think that the nine-year sentence was, uh, was, was done so that the, the Russians would have a better bargaining position in the in the uh, swap mm, interesting i thought it was the even two for two swap wasn't it i think it was yeah. two for one wasn't it it no, was I think two, two for, for one two. originally and uh no the, 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 the two u.s guys yeah and, and what two russian i thought one. two russian guys uh, All right, i don't know u.s person too 
And a draft picks involved? No, I'm not kidding. I shouldn't even talk about that. Yeah, play to be named later. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Just nine years. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to drag on. I don't know what's going to happen. It's I, I my feeling. I feel something tragic is going to happen. Uh, Gerald. I always thought that what happened in North Korea with Otto Warmberger and what happened with with uh, Brittany were trumped up charges. I always believed that. There's no way we'll ever know, but but that's what I believe firmly. No. Trumped up charges uh, that resulted in tragedy for for Otto and 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 hopefully not for for Brittany, but. I, I just don't believe the, the charges that uh, that have been levied against her. Don't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a show they're putting on. The whole thing is... is, is well, if, if, if there was no war going on with Ukraine, we would have a different uh, story here. Uh, Roger? Yeah, I agree with Gerald. Yeah, very few people make it out of the Russian judicial system that are acquitted. So, uh, I mean, you kind of knew which way this was going to go. Not exactly a fair trial is my feeling as well. Yeah, I mean, it's. I yeah. think there'll be. A, I think there'll be a swap. Yeah, seems I like. Really it. Hope there'll be a swap. Yeah. <laughs> hope. Uh, let's go. Let's move over to uh, to football and the, the the Sean Watson story <laughs> that the arbiter ruled six games and everyone is up in arms. The NFL is saying it should be a lot more comments on your behalf. Comments on this one, guys. They appealed it, the NFL. Steven, go ahead. The NFL appealed it, and now it's up yeah. to uh, Roger Goodell whether he wants to be the uh, the officer that he's here's the appeal or gives it to someone else. But that's wow. in the uh, that's in a player's contract. Yeah, that he has the final authority, right? The final yeah. authority, he, right? He could, and... he could, yeah. But the problem seems to be also that if they really nail him, they got a lot of these owners that have been doing crap that they've been very lax with, you know, and. Uh, and the Players Association isn't too happy with that. Yeah, the people say he should not play at all this year. And uh, six games is like a slap. Um, yeah, Michael. How much How much did they suspend Michael Vick for for uh, cruelty, cruelty to animals? He went to jail, didn't he? He went to jail. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he went to jail. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing, right? Yeah. yeah. Nobody wanted him back. What does Arbiter say uh, that moving forward, that if he's going to get massages, it has to be with the team people? <laughs> the team has to approve him or something? Or the, something team, like the team massage masseuse has to do it. Who, who, I, one I of the know. football players was suspended for a whole year for betting, what was it, $1,500? Yeah. Wide receiver, what was his name? Ridley. Uh, yes, Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. yeah, that's so correct. He got a year. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, because yeah. he put he used his own name with his uh FanDuel yeah. account. Yeah, right. <laughs> what was that Calvin Ridley? I think maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think Calvin, Calvin, one of those Ridleys. A couple of Ridleys around yeah. that time. <laughs> the, the Seahawks. They 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 signed uh, DK Metcalf for three years. And of course, the 49ers extended Debo Samuel. So all those thoughts about him getting away is not getting away. And uh, Howie texted me. He says that the, the Browns, because of this Watson situation, 
They're looking for Jimmy Garofalo now. Which makes sense. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You have any other basketball news uh, or hockey news? Uh? Not, re- not really. Not a lot going on. We started to see anything. Do you see anything in the papers this week, Mark? Well, well, I think it's for the, the, uh, the UConn player, uh, Paige Buckers. Yeah, yeah, Buckers. yeah, I saw that. He's out for the year, ACL yeah. injury. Yeah, in a, in a pickup basketball game. Yeah, one of my um, – have any of you guys ever had an ACL issue growing up? Yeah. One, of my, uh, one of my teachers at my program, uh, I call her a young lady. She's in her 20s. She's a teacher. She and she's an athlete, and she was playing basketball this week, and she tore her ACL. Mm. <laughs> she tore her ACL. They, they she went to the doctor. They bandaged it up. They took X-rays. They took an MRI, like they usually do. They say yeah, it's a complete tear. She's walking on it. They want them to walk on it and uh, do uh, do physical therapy on it before they do the surgery. She's bound for surgery, but. Uh, yeah, it's right in front of my eyes every day. It's torn ACL. Poor girl. Uh, it's all bandaged up, but she's walking on it. And I feel bad for uh, for Paige. Uh, what else do we have? Anybody? Did you hear that they want to um, close up the Nassau Coliseum completely? Do you guys hear that story? No. I really want to close it. They just remodeled it. They say that cow that that star arena makes no sense at all to be there. With the UBS arena and all the other things going on. What do they want to do with it? Yeah. So can you imagine them uh tearing it down? A valuable real estate right there. What do you think, Roger? I mean, it's it's great. They didn't want to spend the money way back when to renovate it, I remember, right? So uh yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah, it didn't was, it was, I mean, I'm a Ranger fan. My wife's a big Islander fan. It was a great, you know, home ice place. It was a real noisy place. For, you know, Islanders, and, you know, during their heyday in the 80s, I mean, how successful they were. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's a bit pain in the ass to get there. <laughs> what, the, the Coliseum? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got to drive. I mean, there's no, I guess, there's some buses maybe, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, they have a big parking yeah, lot. A, I yeah, think it's easy to have parking. Got a hotel near there too. Yeah, yeah. I guess got some yeah. businesses and Marriott. Did you go with us that time? We went to an Islander game and we had dinner in the hotel. Yeah, we, yeah, we had like brunch. We got a t-shirt. We got food. We got a t-shirt. That was really we got, cool. That was really. Yeah, cool. I haven't been. Yeah. I've not been to the renovated Nassau Coliseum. Any of you guys been? Renovated. Oh, good. What did you see there? I saw I saw my team play there. The high school championship was played at the Coliseum, the uh, Nassau Suffolk game. Yeah, we played yeah. there, Baldwin. I would say that place is underutilized. Oh, yeah, that's, the sure. I mean, that's the reason why. And all that. You have UBS. You have UBS there. It's just Nassau County doesn't have uh, enough room for both of them. You know, uh, UBS is a beautiful structure. How many you've been to UBS? Who's been to UBS? Nobody? No. Drove past it today. Shame. We go past it every, I go past it every day, you know. But uh, yeah. Wow. I have people on the screen, nobody. But people have been going. Parking's expensive. Yes. They say it's beautiful yeah. inside. Those are the reports I'm hearing. Uh, and they have concerts. They have wrestling as far as the, the hockey. Train service is what, kind of intermittent, I guess? 
to get there, Mark? Say that again? The train service is, I guess, what, only for game days? Or it's kind of intermittent. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, they have a stop there. That, yeah, right, they, I know they, that. Yeah. No, no reason to go there if there's no game going on. Right? Oh, you're right. Interesting. All right. Let's go to trivia, guys. It's time for the trivia time on, on the mark, and uh, we'll see how well we do in today's questions. And I know you guys have lots of questions for us. So why don't we start with all right, Fred, then Gerald, one and two. Okay. So. Why, why on August 3rd, 1923, was every baseball game scheduled for that day canceled? What year? August 3rd, 1923, every baseball game scheduled for that day was canceled. Did the president die? That is Did right. Warren Harding, August 2nd. Oh, it was, it was in yesterday's uh, this day in, in sports or something in the paper. Wow, give you give yourself a point there. All right, Gerald. Who had the most career at bats without a stolen base? <laughs> wow. Ernie Lombardi. Ernie Lombardi. <laughs> yeah. Is who, that who, right? Who? Ernie Lombardi. No, no. Oh, that's a good guess. <laughs> Smokey I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the years of his career. 1857 to 1968. Who? Smokey Burgess. Smokey Burgess. No, no. Good guess. Good guess. All right, what team? Red Sox catcher. What position? Red Sox catcher. Jim Pagliaroni. Haywood Sullivan? No. Jim Pagliaroni. No. No. Carlton Fist. He's up 2,504 times. Carlton Fist. Montgomery. Let me... Give you initials RN Russ Nixon. Yes, I thought he was an Indian too. He was, I think. Yeah, but okay. I think but, primarily so Red Fred Sox. got it. You give yourself a point. Who else has a question? Steve, you have a question? Yeah, uh, NFL. What player holds the record for the most yards rushing in one season? Oh, what's his Eric, name? Eric Dickinson. Eric Dickinson. Yeah, by a lot, by a lot, I remember. No, I think it's only about a, about a hundred uh, yards. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it five better. guys over two thousand. Okay. Seasons are longer now, Mark. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I have one. Yeah. I think this my answer is correct. I heard that there's one city where all the sports teams have the same colors. Carried the Jimmy Brown colors. All the sports teams have the same colors. San Luis? No. Denver? No. Phoenix? No. I'll give you the answer. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Did you not try? Baseball? Football? Hockey? New York? Manhattan? No. They have no no basketball. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That yellow and the bright yellow and the black, right? Don't they all wear the same colors? I think so. I don't don't know what the colors Okay. Penguins and Pirates. Sorry. Okay. Uh, let's go on to Michael and Milton. Milton. Okay. Game yeah. four of the 1977 playoffs. The Yankees are up five to four. Bottom of the fourth. Who did Billy Martin call in to pitch in a highly unusual move with George Brett up with two outs? <laughs> Goose Gossage. No. You're, on, you're on the right track. Huh? Go ahead. 
He pitched five and one-third innings. Now, what year again? 77. 77. 77. Yeah, that's Sparky Lyles. How about Sparky, Sparky Lyles? Sparky Lyles, the answer, correct. Sparky yeah. Lyles, the answer. He pitched yeah. all those Sparky innings. Lyles. He would be a left-hander, right? The pitch to Brett, yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, I said, Milton, you go next, yeah. the M's. Um, a game that I watched, 1969 Mets. Do you know who pitched the pen, the pen, the uh, pen, pennant clinching game for the Mets? Who um, when they won the for, for a guaranteed a playoff? Oh, it was a Gidry, not Gidry, uh, uh, no. Gentry. Yeah, Gary six, Gentry. Gary Gentry. Six nothing. I remember watching yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, he uh, was Fred, good. Fred Gerald, go ahead. Okay, the, who who is the pitcher and who is the batter? The first time an African American pitcher and batter faced each other in the major leagues. Jackie Robinson. No, it was not the batter. It was 1949. Barry Doby. Oh, no. Doby and uh, Page? No. No. Newcomb? Don Newcomb was the pitcher, correct. And uh, Hank Thompson, maybe? Hank Thompson is correct. There you go. Oh, good good guess there. Very Very nice. A lot of points, Mark. Give you a couple. That's right. A couple of points. I I didn't know that, but it's in a it was in a book I'm reading now about Gil Hodges. They mentioned this. Okay, uh, Gerald, then Michael. Who had the best career ERA? Give us a year, Jerry. Has to be someone like career, you. Career, career, Mike. Career has I'll, to be a minimum of a certain number. innings. All right, I'll give you. I'll give you the. I'll give you the. I'll give you the years. Nineteen oh four to nineteen seventeen. 1.82 ERA. You guys should know this. A babe Ruth. Jack Chesborough. No. Christy Matthewson. No. 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 Not Matthews. Jack Chesborough. No. Walter no. Johnson. No. Christy Matthewson. Iron Man McGinnity. Joe Frazier. No. Oh, Give the oh. initials. E.W. D. Like Don. E. 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 W. E. W. Will we hit? Will we know his name when we say it? I believe you will, but I'm not sure. So it's not early uh, win. It's not Earl Wilson. Eddie Watkins. Bucky Walters. Yeah. No. Bruce Elmer, Willis. Elmer Williams. Uh, who is right, let, let me let me tell you. Ed Walsh. Ah. You heard it. Oh, you said Ed. I know that. I said yeah. that. Okay. Pretty good here, right? All right. Who else? Michael and then Stephen. Who made the last out in the 1969 World Series? Davey Johnson. Davey Johnson. Johnson. Davey Johnson, right. Johnson. Good. Leon right. Jones makes the catch. That's Steven? Right. Since 1970, who managed the most games, most seasons without making the playoffs? That's a good question. Is that Gene Mark? Cox? No, no he since, was, since 1970. He was gone already. Right. Since, yes. since 1970. Without making, the play, without making the playoffs. Frank Robinson? Oh, playoffs. That's it, Frank Robinson. Playoffs. Are you kidding me, really? Yeah. yeah. 16. Yeah. How about that? I have one here. This is, this, this is a long question because it says here, who are the Major League Baseball teams that have Hall of Fame players at each position? It's not the Yankees. <laughs> Cardinals? Well, it's not the Cardinals either. Cardinals, 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 Cardinals are missing 
a third baseman who's not in the Hall of Fame and a center fielder who's not in the Hall of Fame. The Yankees are missing a left fielder. Dodgers. Who? L.A. Dodgers. Not the Dodgers. Detroit Tigers. Not the Detroit Tigers. Giants? The Reds. The Reds. The Cincinnati Reds. First of all, the answer is the Cubs. Really? There's a few teams. There's a few teams. The Cubs, the Pirates, and the did someone say the Red Sox? No. no. Never. The Yankees don't have a left fielder. Oh. Unless you put Yogi Berra in left field. Dickie and Garrick at second, Gordon, Lazari, Gita, Boggs and Baker at third base, DiMaggio, Mantle, Ruth, Reggie Jackson, Ford. Messina, Mariano, but no left fielder. How many game? How many games did Ferrer play in left field for him? He played the one against Mazarowski. That's yeah. right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Because Bob's only been a few years. Did he play as many games in left field? As no, Bob's really not, nah, not that many. Yeah. The Pirates. Yeah. The Pirates have a complete team. They have like uh, Al Lopez, Deacon White. I've never heard of Archer at first, Mazarowski. Uh, Hannes Wagner, they have a Vaughn, Trainer, Rob Kreiner, Wayna, uh-huh. Clemente, and they have pitching. They have Jim Bunning. Jim Bunning pitched for the uh, the Pirates. No, when he never uh, pitched. He pitched for the Pirates, uh, and once you play for a team, oh. and they also have uh, Gus Gossage. So once you play oh, for your team, barely pitched for them. Don Urasta, you play. How about the Red Sox? The Red Sox have be- Fisk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Fox. Yep. Uh, Door. Yep. Uh, Bobby Door. Cronin. Shortstop. Box. Okay. Williams. Yastrzemski and Rice. I don't know where you left. That's your left field. Chris Speaker in center. Right field. They have someone who's in the Hall of Fame named H. Hooper. No, Harry, no, Hooper. Harry, Harry, Harry Hooper. Hooper. Harry Hooper. And Pedro Martinez and Lee Smith. Oh. Okay. And, also, and also their DH is in the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. Big Poppy. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you've got to All right, enough of that. Go ahead there, uh, Gerald. Uncle and Gerald. What NFL running back had the most uh, yards per carry and how many yards? Hmm. Career or season or what? Career in a season. For a career. For a career. Hmm. You guys have to know this. We're you need a team. Jim Brown. Yes, how many yards? 5.9. 5. <laughs> 5.2. 5.2. 5. Right. Yes. Close enough. Yeah. I never use numbers as trivia because, you know, it could be a point uh, off and you know, you're <laughs> close. All right, a few more questions and we get a call of the day. All right, Michael. All right. Who was the Yankee manager that was the first manager George Steinbrenner ever fired? And who was the Yankee manager before that guy was manager? Was it Bill Verdon? Bill Verdon. And who was the manager? Very good, Roger. Good, Bill Verdon. And the and the manager before Bill Verdon on the Yankees. Ralph Houck. Ralph Houck. Yay! Very good. good. Well, this is when I grew up, Mark. The early seventies. Yeah. So. Good. good memory. <laughs> With bad Yankee teams before Steinbrenner got involved. So. Right. Who else? Milton, you got a question, Milton? Won by uh, no, Stephen. First pitcher to win two consecutive Cy Youngs. Ooh. Mm. Recently, wait a second. Wow. 
Koufax? No. One number 32, but it wasn't Koufax. Carlton? Yes. Steve Carlton. Oh, good one. Yes. Well, 32 got me. Yeah. Yeah, right. 32 <laughs> comes up again. Popular number. You know what I mean? You don't think yeah. too much of sports 32 being a popular number, but the, these guys have to worry, right? Dr. Dre. You know, if you, if you were a kid today, we asked this question once before. If oh. you were a kid today and they're giving out uniform numbers, what would you take? We did this seven. before, remember? I take seven. Seven for Mickey, you know what I mean? I remember when I was a kid, oh, when I was a little league manager, we said, we get, you'll be number seven for Mickey Mantle. The kid says, who's Mickey Mantle? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. living that dream there, but who's Mickey Mantle? It's, and my wife didn't well, they all want 23. Yeah, a few more questions. What do you got? Milton, got you got a question? I think you're muted, Milton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, mil you're muted. Number 44, another popular number. Right. Reggie. Famous, I think. Hank Aaron, Reggie Jackson. Let him ask the question. <laughs> also, Sorry, Wasn't sorry. John Riggins? John Riggins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I've been muted for about 25 years, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Talk to your wife. Get What's the question? You got a question or that was it? No, I think I'm going to listen to some rock and roll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got a question before we out? Oh. Steven, keep on going. Yeah. Who was the first guy to get caught with a cork bat? Oh. Was uh, it Greg Nettles? Norm Cash. Norm Cash. Norm Cash. Abadell? No. What was his batting average in his rookie year? I don't know, but he hit a lot of home runs with his cork bat. Right. What was what was Norm Cash's? Cash's wait, wait, you gotta mention average? the guy's name or we're all gonna say, yeah, that's right. What's his <laughs> initials? <laughs> Uh, where, where's my question? SS, <laughs> SS, Sammy Sosa, yeah, yeah. Sammy Sosa. he was the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait a second, 1961, Norm Cash used the cork bat, he acknowledged that, I think, after he retired, so he yeah, might he have been one of the with. first to actually use, yes, but he, he was Amazing. probably one of the first ones to use it. No, they well, probably one used season, he only had one really good season. 1961, right? That was the only season he really did good. That's Milton, right. yeah, yeah, Milton, yeah. Listen, Time's almost up. Come on. Is a quick, is anybody now using the bats without the handle on it? Yeah, without the knob. Who, who's playing? Who, how are the bats legal? They don't have a knob on it. How do you hold on to it? Jeff McNeil has that's no knob on his bat. Right, right. that's what they're showing the other day. I don't know when that started. I don't know. I don't know. All right, Michael, let's do it. Go ahead. What gang were you in if you were on the Happy Felton show? Not whole. Not, Not a whole, whole gang. Stuart, go ahead. We haven't heard from you. Which Major League Baseball teams have are the only teams that have stadiums named after them, have their names? Yankees. Yankees. Yankee Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Who? Yeah. Too many anymore. Two more. There's how many more? Two more. Two more. Hmm. 
crowd is silent. Myself. No, 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 no. Primary information day. Angels and the Nationals. So it's called Nationals Park. Yeah. National Park or Stadium, yeah. And the, the it's called Angel Stadium. stadium? Angel Stadium, yeah. Mm -hmm. right. That's what I just saw. I, I got it's not really a question. Well, it, it oh, could geez. be yes. not anymore. In, in the 1964 World Series that we talked about before, the um, the first right. time two brothers right. hit a home run in the same game. Right, the the Boyers. Right, the seventh Boyers. game, right? Yeah. yeah. Kenny, Kenny and Cleet. Yeah. Kenny and Cleet. I have one more question, Michael. You want in the show? The last question. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, I have a good one. Uh, before Derek Jeter married his current wife, who was his famous girlfriend? <laughs> the girl from Friday Night Lights, Rika <laughs> Kelly. She was actually prettier than her uh, yeah. than the current wife. What's her name, Stephen? Minka. Minka Kelly. The girl Minka from Kelly. Friday Night Kelly. Right. Minka Kelly. Yeah. We said something. I woke up Alexa next to me. She's. <laughs> I don't know what the heck we said. We didn't say Alexa. Be quiet. No. <laughs> all right, guys, I want to thank you all again for a fabulous hour and a half of talking sports. We had a fun time uh, this week. Um, think of some more questions for next week. We always have trivia at the end of our shows. And uh, have a safe week, an enjoyable week. Uh, if you have heat, stay with the heat. Because you, you, would you rather have heat or would you rather have ice cold? <laughs> I'll, take the, I'll take the heat. This is the lesser of the I'll take the heat. <laughs> All right, care, guys. Stay well. Stay see you soon. Thanks for coming aboard. Be good. Be good. Take care. care. See you in a few weeks. Thanks. Take it easy. And Mark, you're diving, right? Friday? That's right. Great. Good luck with that, Mark. Zoom in. Zoom in. You could do it. Really? Let me.